0: Most of you by now know that I work at VIP Mortgage. A lot of you may not know why or how I got there. For us as LOs, we have a lot of options. And for me, VIP Mortgage was the perfect fit and the best place, in my opinion, to work. So if you have any questions about VIP Mortgage as an LO, or if you are a consumer and you're looking for a mortgage... You can reach out to me on social media or you can reach out to anybody else that you may know at VIP Mortgage. And our website is VIPMTGINC.com. Welcome back everybody to Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. Um, again, I have somebody that I've known for a while. <laughs> that seems to be the theme here. And originally we were uh, weren't gonna just do that, but I like everybody that I'm really close with so much that I think that's who I want on my show. On I'm our show. So
1: excited for that. So
0: I have Trey over here doing my the production engineering work and my sister Trisha over here that she does all the social media, all the scheduling. Most of the camera work, the (laughs) photography, and then we usually send it on over to Trey to do the post-production. So um, thanks again to VIP Mortgage for letting us do it in uh, their office, our office. So this person was, uh, this inspired me because she wrote a book and I've been talking about writing a book for a long time and I just never did it. And it's one of those things where, I'm jealous in the fact that you were able to kind of push through and actually do it. Uh, but that's kind of the laser-focused person that I think I've known that you were. So <laughs> it's not shocking by any means. Um, but so it's a funny story. So when I decided to, to come over to VIP Mortgage to get in the mortgage business, um, we worked out of the same gym, mainly your husband and I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon had the this like perception of me. Right. Right. Yep. This, is what, this is back when I used to be in shape, everybody. <laughs> uh, and I used to shave my arms and my legs. And you, you weren't know, helping your case. You no. Know, and wearing matching outfits and stuff. And and you know, and Brandon was like the big baggy basketball shorts and the big, you know, he, he used to say it's like the same shirt he wore when he went to like Independence High School or whatever. It's
2: probably a true yeah, statement. Just
0: super dirty and just like a whole, he just didn't care. <laughs> and so one day uh, we're in Chipotle and i he had a VIP mortgage shirt on it. And I hadn't started, I was just about to start. It was like maybe like a Friday. And I was starting on that Monday. And I was like so excited. And I was like, hey. And he was with your daughter. And, and so I introduced myself to him. And, and he's just like, hey, what's up? Like, you know. Hi, that's cool. Like, I could just, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so, but what ended up happening was, like, he was, like, the first person that kind of reached out to me and and said, hey, you know, I'm looking for someone to kind of come over and work with me. Little did you know, I knew nothing, and I was, like, the last person he really wanted. <laughs> but. We learned, but him and I sat like back to back. Remember I sat in this little mini desk mm-hmm. that he used to make fun of me every day? <laughs> but we got to know each other so well that we became like the best of friends, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's just like the perception is always the reality, right? Of course, I look like a douchebag to him, but um, it's so funny. And when he tells the story, I love it because he's always like, man, I was, I was just wrong. You know, it's like, you can't always do that. But through that process... Obviously, you were helping build his business, and I've been able to kind of go on this journey somewhat with you Mm -hmm. um, because you guys would come to us because eventually, obviously, I went over and started working with Stu, and then we were building our business. A lot of things that we were doing, you guys were growing fast, right? Right, right. and And overwhelming. There was a lot of things that you needed to do to get out. He was working too much. You were working too much. You were raising your daughters. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and a household, and being like one of the top people here at VIP Mortgage as well, right? Right. So you were working multiple jobs, three jobs probably, right? I think that's fair. Okay, and um, so I and we both had we we both had the same coach. So with that being said, so Stephanie Hendrick is here, and she wrote a book called "Meant for More," and the story really was or is how you figured out your path to get out of the mortgage business and to do what really was driving, like, what you really wanted to do, something bigger to inspire other women, but also, like, children, your daughters. Like, that was one of the big things in here that I thought was awesome. So I really wanted her to come on here because I wanted to talk about the book, and i know that the original goal was to talk about women and how it inspires women but i i felt like this is super inspirational for men as well especially fathers or sons or brothers husbands you know because i took a lot of stuff out of this to be like man i want all women that i know to read this because you're driving them to do more right
1: yeah that's that's the goal
0: so talk a little bit about like let's just go like re- like through the process of coaching with John, John Bum, driven coaching, um, and how he kind of spearheaded you to be like, dude, I need you to get out of like you need to do what you need to do, and how and how that whole road went.
1: right, okay, so we're going back yeah. quite a few years at this point, yep. so I think it's fair to give let's lay some groundwork, right yep. so i should I should start by explaining that I got into the mortgage industry when I was a senior at Arizona State. So here I was just looking for a job, right? Just something to pay the bills while I was going to school, finishing up school. It was never on my radar to to do this as a career. I was, I planned to go in and do, um, you know, stock trading. I, I wanted to do all the financial wealth management. And lo and behold, though, as I'm working there, I end up meeting my husband. And, you know, fast forward, I graduate from college. I'm still working with him we ended up leaving the company that we're both at, at different times. And we, it wasn't until he came over, well, it was a company before VIP Mortgage, but we just started collaborating together. Mm-hmm. And so it was easy. It was right. It was an easy fit for me at the time, being that we had just had our first daughter. It was something I could do from home. And I was good at it. I knew I was good at it. He knew I was good at it. And it just began to grow. It was organic. It just worked. Mm-hmm. The reason I lay that groundwork, though, is to point out that oftentimes when we're maybe in college or soon after college, that's when we start to figure out who are we? What do we even want to do in life? What career path do I want to take? And I didn't ever take the time to do that. I never really asked myself, what is it? And so as the years went on, over the course of a decade, a little over a decade, I would have these moments where I'm like, okay we're finding success. We're growing year after year. We're busy. Like what's there to complain about from a professional standpoint? But there was this piece inside me, this nudge that just said, are you going to surrender to this career? Or are you going to ever ask yourself what you wanted to do if you have the choice? Yep. And so those conversations would come up over the years, but you got to see part of this journey where every so often it would come up and it was, sure, sure, like we'll do that. We'll, we'll navigate you out of this business, but it's just not the right time because yeah. we continue to grow and get busier. So I think that's probably about the time at some point that John Bohm came into the picture and we went to him for business coaching and what ended up happening was it, it became a longer road than I thought it was going to be for me to navigate out of this because, you, you incorporate a coach and what happens? I mean, if you follow what they tell you to do and you start to unlock pieces of yourself you didn't know were there, your business grows.
0: Right. And <laughs> if you don't do that, you just pay money to get a coach. That's true. <laughs> then then and you're paying for a therapist, which... Y- which he's been does. that for me as well. And <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, yeah, Ryan, it but... He has for me. Let me just back up a little bit further because you talk about at the beginning of the book, like you were a super driven person. Like mm-hmm. you had all these goals... Like, you were a really focused, good gymnast as a kid. You knew you wanted to be a, a news anchor, so you yes. went to ASU, and that was originally what you were going to do. And then you wanted to go into finance, to be a financial advisor, and, like, you were laser-focused. But that just because you're laser-focused doesn't mean that that's necessarily where what you're going to do and what you're going to become. Correct? It's true. So, yeah. obviously, this goes back to, like you are saying, like, you're planning, right? So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so go back to John. And how, how, what was like the next step? So, you guys were going through the coaching for the mortgage company, not yes. necessarily for you. This doing wasn't this. for
1: me, right? Yeah. So, we probably spent, I mean, I'm going to guess at this point, but maybe about a year where it was growing the business. And part of that was bringing in your key players, which, as you know, firsthand, and you can relate to this in the same industry, it's really hard. It's so hard to find the right employees. I mean, any entrepreneur, um, sales manager, people, they can understand that. It's really difficult to find talent. And so you would go through the process of finding people, of hiring them, of training, probably firing people, and starting over. And so he started to build out the business with us and guide us through that over the first year. And as we started bringing in people, that nudge inside me got louder and louder. Like, I don't want, but, but when is it my time? Like, we're bringing these key players in, but what are we doing it for? What's the point of growing this and of scaling it? What's the bigger picture? Mm -hmm. And so I probably spent the better part of a year after that where he and I started focusing on the exit plan and just what is it you even want to do? Mm -hmm. And ultimately got to the point of back to my roots of, gosh, I've always enjoyed writing. I've always loved speaking. It's come natural to me. And so we started to just kind of open up this vision Of what life could look like when I did navigate out of the day-to-day business.
0: Yeah. So, when you guys started going in that direction, where was Brandon's head in all that? Because you, like you said, getting talent is not easy. So, replacing you was going to be a very, probably still is a very, that's a huge struggle. Because, you know, what's we had, I mean, Stuart had Rachel, too, by the way. And she was you as well. So, she was a very strong person on the operations side. And so he lost that as well. Just kind of like Brandon lost you. Mm -hmm. So Brandon's mind is okay. Obviously I want you to be happy, but like, how was he feeling about the fact that you're moving out of the business?
1: Right. You know, it ended up being a huge growth moment for me. I mean, it's more than a moment, right? When it's, when you're writing a book, it's the better part of a year. But so he was always supportive and and he would actually be the one to initiate the conversations with me over and over again. Like, where are you at with this? What's the plan? Which was huge, right? Because if you don't have that accountability, you're you're going to get lost. And so, yes, he was incredibly supportive. But I'd be remiss to say that there weren't parts of him that were like, well, you can't just pick up and leave. right? And I wasn't yeah. planning to do that. Yep. But you're right. I was so intertwined on both the operational side of this business we'd grown as well as the sales side because I had to jump between the two worlds as we grew. Before we had the team we had, I had to learn to do both sides of it. Mm -hmm. So it made it even harder, right? Then it became, okay, Steph, well, as we start to replace you over time, that was the conversation he and I had. He was, I think, the first one to bring to light. We're not just looking for a single person to come in because we're talking about a hybrid role almost, right? We're talking about, we need a person for the sales side of it, or maybe business development or these things. But then we also need an operational person to take over those sorts of things you would do on the day to day. So it was really complex. Um, when you're married to your business partner, it's a different dynamic, right? Because people are used to closing down their day at a certain point, right? You shut the laptop, you go home for dinner. Well, when that happens in our world, the business talk might still continue at the dinner table or right. after we put the kids to bed.
0: So well, you gotta answer phone calls. Uh, and you gotta yeah. emails right, as well. Right. Not only between each other. Right. And you guys were really busy.
1: Re- yes. It, ne- <laughs> it never did slow down for me to, to migrate out, right? That never yeah. did happen. That's that's a facade. It doesn't exist. If anyone thinks that it does, it never will work out that way. Right. Um, so it was, it was really frustrating, but the further I got into my journey and he started, he would read my blogs because I started out with a blog before it was the book. Mm-hmm. And then he would start reading drafts for these books. Then he would hear clips, like when I was creating my video reels for speaking mm-hmm. to send to corporations and whatnot for pitches. And he started to actually get to see me in my element. And it was this aha moment. I remember him coming to me and he's like, okay, I never doubted you for a second, but I get it now. Like I, this, you were meant for this. And that was, that was huge. And that was, it was such a special moment because I then, I always had him in my corner, but now I had this person that wanted to throw everything behind me to make sure I could get out of my own way, that I could get out of the business and, go full throttle toward this new career
0: yeah so when you guys were so you so you wrote the blogs mm-hmm. and then you're like now I'm gonna start writing a book and I'm a, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna start speaking for originally women's uh conferences right right okay and even like one-to-one coaching mm-hmm. okay so and so in the book there's those those moments like that you talk about how you you know you still got a take the kids to school and make dinner and where are you going to, can you write at your own house? Probably not because that doesn't work. And then you go to the coffee shop and then you got like, there's high school girls talking over here. Right. And you've got to figure out those moments of like, you know, how do, how am I really going to be able to do this? Or can I do this? And, and it, 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 I feel like you got like super emotional at times, like in here, like frustrated and you're like, you know, like even second guessing yourself of like, yeah. am I going to be able to do this? Um, but you, you, you kind of just built your way through and fought through those obstacles and, and, and things started flowing better for you. But like you said, you wrote this, it took a while and you wrote this a, a year ago or two years yeah,
1: ago. Yeah. I, fi- I think I finished the manuscript in February. So it, right before the pandemic hit, right. I mean, it was actually perfect timing to write a book, you know, cause the stages were closing down.
0: Right. But, but that also threw for a little bit of a loop, right? Because oh, now absolutely you, can, yeah, you couldn't do what you wanted to the do. The entire plan. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. I,
1: I was laughing about this on the way here. I was driving out here and I was thinking back to it, how it being a year ago mm. that the manuscript was ready. The whole plan was turn it into the publisher while it's in editing for a good month, month and a half or so. I'm going to start pitching. That would have been March, March, yeah. 2020. So, yeah, Yeah. I I got I'm always thrown these loops and now I just laugh at them. Right. I'm so used to them over the years. Yeah. You are as well. Yeah.
0: Things are going to change. I mean, we talked a little bit about this offline with this podcast. Right. We're always kind of evolving and figuring out what what we really want to do. And and this is kind of my book, I guess. I do obviously want to write one, but I'm doing the same sort of thing where I'm trying to do something different, Mm -hmm. Um, even though this is my main career but this is something that kind of I've pivoted into, and thanks to obviously my sister to help me kind of push me into this. Yeah. So now your sister. So you've talked a lot about Brandon's mom, mm-hmm. um, your like insecurities about even showing people stuff sometimes. And then the time you did show your sister, like it was one of your blogs, right? Right. And she came back and said, it was great, but like, it, this isn't for me. Like, I don't resonate with that. Like, so how did that feel when she did that? Cause I right. know you guys are close, but you're very different, right? We're
1: incredibly different. Right. And, and I love her to death and she's probably one of the closest people to me in my life, but we've come to an understanding that what drives us is are, are two completely different things. My sister is, finds happiness, right? Her Her happiness is in an even keeled day. So she works for a huge corporation. She has the nine to five job. So she's able to plan around that. That that makes her happy. That would make me miserable. It would make, I know you, Ryan, that would make you miserable. We don't want that. We have that entrepreneurial spirit and that's, that we're all wired different. I mean, this this can go back to discussions on like the enneagram. How we, there's just different personality types or a disc profile. Yep. You're going to find that you're driven by different things. And so, to me, luckily being in the business world, I was able to pick up on that. We're just talking about niche, right? Right. This book is not written for everybody.
0: So I actually highlighted that part in here. Um, how do you pronounce it, enneagram Indi- mm- oh, or
1: oh enneagram enneagram? Mm-hmm. So
0: explain that a little bit because. I had never heard that word, but I know what it means. Yeah. But like, so talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So Enneagram, I don't know if I just said the number eight a minute ago. If I did, I meant nine. So Enneagram refers to the nine personality types. It's actually been around for hundreds of years. Um, But it's just a test. I think I put even like a a generic website that you can go to and take like a free assessment. It's, it's a more, I'm going to call it user-friendly terminology than if you take like the disc profile or some of those other profiles where it'll, it'll give you a lot of self-awareness. It's huge. This, as it correlates to leadership, is massive. Like, if you want to scale a business, you have to understand that you are not going to hire five mini versions of yourself. You need to know that how you're going to motivate one employee or what role or process right. works for one employee is completely different than another.
0: Was that the colors? Is that what that was?
1: Enneagram? Yeah. Colors? No, I don't okay. think they have colors with it. I can't you remember could I said, like, it. the
0: red, green... That was something totally different.
1: Oh, no. Okay. You're no, you are talking about the right chapter. Okay. That was trying to say that you and I, for example, like
0: you're red, maybe a green, you you might be a green.
1: It just means that we could look at the exact same scenario playing out in front of us and you're going to interpret it different than I am. Right. But that's Mm self-awareness. So you have to understand. And that, that's what it goes back to with my sister.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So I just had to understand that she sees the world in a different lens. What drives her is, is, you know, having an even killed day. What drives me is chasing after more. Right. And it's controversial. This is a, we're still in a, a day and age where yes, things are modernizing and women have been in the workforce workforce for a long time and they are chasing dreams. They are entrepreneurs. They're crushing it as well, but it still is relatively new if we're being honest. Yeah. So these things don't sit well with all right. women, these topics. Well,
0: I actually had, so we have a, I met a woman, her name is Kim Watson. and she has another program similar to this, right? That, that she does. And mm-hmm. she had, she does it for Barbie. Okay. And Disney. And so she's like responsible for the people that like walk in the park, right? Okay. Like like it could be Thor or whatever, right? And she has to like profile these people and make sure that even if they're having a bad day, are they still going to be able to go be happy with their, you know, making kids happy, right? Right, right. So I had her done recently. Uh Uh-huh. And we just did, um, and actually we decided to do everybody. So tomorrow we're actually, so Bree, Christy, everybody on our team. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when she did me and in my whole networking group, <clears throat> it was shocking. Like, her results, she's like, so, Ryan, so you have great ideas, but you don't ever do any of them. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, she calls and, you and, out. Yeah, and yeah. my friend Chris, she's like, uh, you think you know everything, and anybody has an idea, you say yes, but I can do it better. And we're all just like, going like what in the heck? But when we got brought, brought Trish on, so we kind of wanted to figure out where she was going to fit. And and if it was going to be business development or was it going to be like the, the production side or the art side or was it going to be social media, was it was going to be, you know, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And she came back and, and she's like, Trisha isn't a business development person. Mm-hmm. She is a task doer and she will do everything and anything you ask her to do. And she'll do it better than all of you to do it we will mm-hmm. do it. But is she going to go out and like, go on, go to a happy hour and build relationships and go find business. That's probably not her best, greatest and best use. So for us, it's like the fact that like everybody doesn't use this tool to hire people is ridiculous. I know people do, but like in major corporations they do, Mm -hmm. but the mortgage businesses is different. Sure. (laughs) Right. And real estate companies are just different. So I I totally agree that it's super important to understand. And I'm in the right spot for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. right oh, i know for sure.
0: i know what i'm when i'm good at what i'm not doing i mean she she helped me write to do a powerpoint presentation that i needed to do i could have done it but she just does it better than i do it
1: so but you weren't you also told that you know what you need to do and then you don't do it
0: well i know <laughs> i you know so let's go to the delegation section okay there you of go the book oh, which you, john talked about yesterday
1: you've mastered this
0: so i've mastered that I have the ability to, I have to build the business and I know that the, my greatest and best use is to not do some of the tasks that I can hire people to do. Mm-hmm. So we've hired my sister. There you go. And my nephew. Yeah. And so for me, that's 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 a big part of it. And in and, and here, the, uh, you, you talked a lot about delegation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes back to a lot of things that we've learned from John. So what do you... Th- one of the things that I wanna so there's there's so many things that I actually read the book everybody and and I was reading the book and and my girlfriend's like, What is that for I thought it was for women? I was like, Well, I'm interviewing her tomorrow and she's like, You seem pretty much into this book, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But um I, I there's there's so many cool little parts that I wanna talk about. But I wanna I think something cool was the story about Brandon's mom and I don't know. Hopefully she's okay with this, but
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't have written it if I didn't want her to see it. I think it really has a positive spin on it.
0: When having conversations with my real estate partners, one of the things I always ask them is how organized are you? Do you have a CRM system do you have a drip campaign? Um, Are you staying in contact with your referral partners, your clients, etc.? And a lot of agents do not, or they've gone through multiple CRM systems. I found a really good CRM system that I recommend It's called escrow the letter s grow and immediately you're going to see an impact in your business just because of the automatic um, campaigns that are already pre-written for you it's a great system just a great system easy to use because I think that's one of the problems that people have things are already set up templates are already created all you have to do is put your contacts in and let it ride so if you don't have a system, you're looking for a system, visit sgrowcrm.com for more information. We talk you talk about generations, right? There's mm-hmm. different generations of of people and, and people growing up differently. So talk a little bit about your relationship with, with with your mother-in-law and then also tell the story about when you told her what you were doing.
1: Okay. So so yes, yeah, so my mother-in-law, obviously, different generation. Um, she was born in the early 40s. And so for the most part, right, that generation grew up. And if you were a woman, you were taking, what What did they call it? Home ec classes, I think, in like home high economics. school. Home economics.
0: <laughs> so did we, by the way. Oh, yeah. did
1: you? You're aging yourself. Okay, they had canceled that by the time <laughs> yeah. I got there.
0: <laughs> you had no shop or home ec.
1: We did not have that. No, um, right. No, we had probably. But cr- they did, yeah, yeah, But yeah. they did, right? Yeah. And so your place as a woman, you were told from your parents, from your grandparents, from society and culture that your place was in the home. You were going to learn to keep a home. You were not going to have a job outside the home and you were going to raise children. And that that was the ceiling that society placed on your life. And, you know, I, w- I would say my mother-in-law is actually a really open-minded woman. So much more I, that I have to now give her credit for that I wouldn't have necessarily realized. And so as I started migrating out, again, remember this entire journey started with a blog. So that was the first time I was ever publicly publishing mm-hmm. my thoughts out on Well, I'm going to say paper, but out on this website yep. and going in that direction where I wanted to inspire women to say, get rid of that ceiling. If you don't want that ceiling, it doesn't have to be there. You were given these innate gifts. You have talents, you have skills, you have passions on your heart, and they're there for a reason. Stop thinking. You need to fit in the nine to five box just because it's the first employer that called you back when you sent out 20 resumes, right? right? Like that drives me crazy. So I was surprised. Yes, she had questions. I'm I'm sure thinking back to it, but I was surprised when she started inquiring about, okay, so you're going to do this, you know, um, she kind of wanted, what drove you to this? And I said, I have two daughters, like your two granddaughters and I will not allow them to grow up being told by any generation or being told by society that they have a certain role they need to play. If my daughter wants to grow up and be a teacher, a veterinarian, if she wants to be an entrepreneur, I don't care what she wants to do. I'm going to tell her the sky's the limit. But that said, here's the kicker. And I I probably go into this in the book as well. um, Our kids do not necessarily do what we tell them to. They have to be shown. And that right there is the entire reason I wrote this book, because it was hard. You said you've been wanting to write a book for 15 years. Yep. It's gut-wrenching to write a book. It is so hard to put 50, 60 plus thousand words down on paper because yeah. you're constantly editing it. You're questioning yourself. You're going through so many emotions. And so I knew I needed to go through that journey and do something big and bold in order to show them that someday they could take on hard as well. Yeah. And so I bring that up because that was what I shared with my mother in law, and that was, I think, an aha moment for her, where she was like, "Yes, right. I'm. I get behind this too." It's not
0: as much as what they what you say; it's what they see. It's
1: what they see. It's yeah. exactly what they see, and yeah. it was so powerful for my kids when the book came to our house. I didn't open the box; I waited.
0: I, you didn't you do that on social media? I did it live. Right. Yeah,
1: Brandon held the camera live, so I don't know if I you felt really that, that was him. a
0: very emotional moment.
1: I did not expect it to. I thought they were gonna. Did your
0: daughter cry? They both of them did.
1: Both of them did, and I thought they were gonna be like little cheerleaders, just excited and jump around. That was, and so I thought, oh, this will be a fun, energetic video. And Mm. they both completely just melted and cried. Um, and they of course saw the dedication to them. Yeah. (laughs) No,
0: no, it's that's. I mean, that's super heartfelt. I mean, that's such a cool story that they care. I mean. And they're young. It's not like they're old.
1: No, they're 8 and 11.
0: Right. So the fact that they got that, that they were so proud, the fact that you wrote a book, because of the fact, I guess, I wouldn't even think the kids would even know that it was like like how important that is or how hard that is, but they saw <laughs> you do all the work.
1: They did. They knew when I was writing in yeah. writing mode, they, they got to see all the emotions and I would talk to them yeah. about it throughout the process. Like, you, you can't just sit down. And write 2,500 words a right. day. People think you can, right. but you can't. Or you'll write some and you're like, this is absolute crap. It doesn't fit. Right. You scrap it. And all of a sudden you're at a negative word count for the day.
0: Right. And sometimes you need to make waffles for dinner.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the book, too. But uh, He
1: really did read it. He's inserting proof.
0: No, I just, I mean, there was just so many, there was cool stories like that, right? And I, because I could just tell it was like, you're like, this is like her talking about how she's super regimented about working out and she needs to stay fit because, or stay in shape because she doesn't, her productivity level goes backwards if you don't do that. If you don't eat right, it goes backwards. But mm-hmm. sometimes you have to, sometimes you just got to say, F it, and we're going to make pancakes for, for dinner. Yeah. And the girl yeah. was like super excited about that whole thing. Um. We're giving like away the whole book. Everybody still buy the book. <laughs> uh, what about um, this the time? So when you and Brandon, so you have your Friday night nights, your date nights and yeah. stuff, and you were driving to the, the restaurant you've been one time since forever, right? Uh huh. And he makes a comment to you about like I don't get it or something. He, like he yeah. read you he said, Hey, I read your blog and I don't get it. Yes. Something along those yeah. lines
1: I'm trying to think if it was, I know exactly what story you're talking about. And I'm like, was it a blog that t-? it was something, right? I think
0: he said, I read your blog and like, honey, I don't get it. It, it was the and business you, like, plan. He oh, just, okay. he didn't.
1: So he didn't understand like, where is it going? And yeah. I I recognize now what he was doing. Um, In the moment, I just thought like, are you nitpicking me? What, what is right. happening here? What he was actually doing was intentionally trying to, he was doing exactly, he was pulling a John Boehm is what he was doing, where he understands the bigger picture and he's trying to draw it out of me. So I've been through this moment with both of them. (laughs) But in that story, he kept drawing out and he wanted me to kind of bring to light what the message was, how I was going to do it. How am I going to write the book while I'm transitioning out of a business? Mm -hmm. How are you going to build a speaking career? How are you going to get this platform? And And they were hard questions. Right. When you're suddenly like, well, I'm only to this point. I don't know the whole picture. And they were, it was a breakthrough though, because the book started because of that really hard, uncomfortable conversation that night.
0: Because you answered with like 20 different things, but you really didn't have like the true elevator pitch, so to speak. Yeah. He, he,
1: he was like, you don't have your elevator pitch and you don't know what comes next. Like you're just sitting there in empty space. Like what do you do next? Right. And minutes later, I think we were already at the restaurant at that point. I was like, he kept saying it. What is next? What is next? And I'm like, the book. Yeah. And it was the first time I had vocally said, I'm going to write a book.
0: Yeah. And so I can like hear him. Oh, you know, because you yeah. know him, right? You hear him just like saying, honey, I wasn't trying to offend you. I'm just trying to get you. To, you know, yeah. Because he's a very even killed fella. Super. Um. So moving forward. So we talked a li- We talked about this too. Because of the fact that I had brought up the fact that I think that, there's, that this can impact a lot of people. Uh, and just your story about doing things differently than maybe you think you need to um, has led you to kind of go, okay. My initial goal was I wanted to work with just women and, and women's conferences and one-on-one coaching and, and – I said, "Well, I don't necessarily think that that's what you should do," <laughs> and you're like, "Good, because I'm doing something different." So, talk about what you what you want to do now and what like where this has kind of led to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So when I when I wrote this book, right, I was one of the keys when writing a book. I'll put it this way: is you want to visualize exactly who your reader is. So I was visualizing the female entrepreneur, the mom entrepreneur. That's that's who I wrote to. What I didn't expect to happen was to have men start to read it and say I picked up on half the book that talks about business principles and it makes sense in hindsight to say okay yeah I guess that does make sense to them men go through the same mindset barriers they need the same business principles that I talk about in literally half if not more of the book Mm -hmm. and so it did open my eyes to to seeing I can resonate with men like I can play on that on that level I can get on that same stage Mm -hmm. and One thing I had struggled with as well was understanding how do I take my past experiences for the, what, 12, 14 years, how do I bridge that with what I'm doing now, speaking and writing? Like, is there a correlation? Is there an overlap in my life where I can put those two worlds together? And so that's what I was alluding to because over the last couple of weeks, it was just Brandon and I that knew it. Now it's my speaking coach that knows it and my website people that we are completely rebranding to take my talks, you know, yes, I will still always do women's conferences. They set my soul on fire. I love inspiring women, but I'm going to start doing co-ed sales related keynotes because that is the past. That is what I built with Brandon Mm -hmm. over a decade plus. So understanding sales leadership, which, you know, (laughs) people like you and I, like we had to learn how to do it organically. Yes, we had guidance from business coaching, but We had to kind of fall on our face to figure out what works, what doesn't. And so it's all of those principles and years of figuring out what makes a good leader and how do you build a team? How do you scale a business? What are the things that aren't talked about or aren't known? Mm -hmm. So building that into a keynote and a training that I'm bringing to corporations, associations, conferences to where it is a co-ed audience. Um, On the other side of it, there's psychology of sales, which has always fascinated me. And I do talk about that a bit, I think, in the book. I say I think because I have not read the book since I turned in the manuscript. That's a weird thing for, for me at least. Well, we
0: talked about that too. <laughs> and like like Trey was saying that a lot of people who write or they're, they're acting big movies don't watch their don't movies. Watch yeah, I don't necessarily love watching myself on the podcast <laughs> either. Right. But I understand. But the credibility part of 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 you doing this, so, I, so like you, you built a. Big business, like mm-hmm. a big multi-million dollar business, right? That, first of all, people want to see somebody who's credible, right? Mm-hmm. Cool, we got that, check, right? One. And you've been able to do that while raising, you know, a fan or raising daughters, but you know, right? Doing all the things that obviously that you didn't. That maybe you were trying to not be pigeonholed to do mm-hmm. like cooking dinner <laughs> you know, right. going to the grocery store doing everything you were doing along with so i think going in because i i came from corporate america and i've seen a lot of these i've been to the big sales conferences mm-hmm. you know i worked for procter and gamble abbott laboratories and smith and nephew these are three of the biggest companies on the planet right, right? they're right. basically marketing companies that sell products mm-hmm. and you have speakers come and when they can resonate with with uh, you know 20,000 sales reps you know mm-hmm. that's the big ones right first of all you can make good money doing that but there's you have to be credible but mostly inspiring right mm-hmm. so I don't think anybody goes backwards and goes oh wait a second let me go check this guy's wikipedia or this <laughs> and see how many say how much money did she make because at the end of the day um you know it doesn't really matter it, as long as you really did what you, you said you did what you did right Mm-hmm. And um, so it's super cool to see moving forward. And I see, I can see you doing those same things, right? Mm-hmm. You can, I can see you walking in this big, huge, freaking auditorium, <laughs> and because you can present yourself well, you speak well, and you have really cool stories that people I think are going to resonate. So I'm super excited for that, for that opportunity. Do you think you're going to start with like smaller groups or like what? Like, I know you have to have somebody leading you right now, guiding you, right?
1: I do. I, okay. I have, I have a a booking agent that I brought on board with the company and that was really recent. And so I do have someone that's helping me pitch because I just want to go after it big. Um, I will say I'm not going to stare small, right? I'm not yeah. going to turn away the small, but no, I'm you're right. I do have the credibility. And that was one thing I'll say this. I, I don't know if it was just a personal struggle of mine. One of the hardest things for me to put in the book was the credibility was the success And I know I didn't put a dollar amount on it. That was intentional. It's almost scary for me to share those things with people that I know. I'm not an open book when it comes to what kind of income do you guys have? How big is your business? Oh, you have multiple businesses? Well. Oh, I don't like that. It makes, right. it's something I that, I didn't know
0: you guys had a bunch of rentals and flipped houses, by the way.
1: Oh, we do that. We have so, vacation yeah. rentals. We yeah. have, yeah. And yeah. then, um, now Brandon has started another, a completely mm. different industry business, like a boat and RV storage. It's great. Mm-hmm. something that has nothing to do with smart.
0: Good money. There. Right, I know.
1: Good money. Yeah, especially with the pandemic. We never realized that was going to go oh, yeah. so well.
0: Sold out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: uh, and then me doing the speaking and writing and I've realized that, Hey, you, you, had this experience you put your heart and soul into this business with him use that credibility you know because I can I can talk to a c-level executive without any nervousness because we are on the same playing field and at the end of the day we're both people yep we're both people we probably both have families we can relate to the same silly stories and Mm -hmm. that's what people want they don't want a talking head on stage they don't Mm -hmm. want people just spitting out nothing but statistics at them they want someone that they're like you're fun to listen to
0: they want a, they want someone with heart, right? Mm-hmm. They want like the raw emotion, right? Like what's this is the this is the BS that I've been through. This is what's driven me to get here, yeah. And I'm, you know, that, that's the cool part. I think that's inspiring for me. When I all you for me, I'm going to say women,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: but I this is going to be for men and women. But all you women out there, it's called meant for more, and it's on Amazon. And she has a website too, but she's revamping the website, right? Mm-hmm. Changing the name or?
1: No, it'll always okay. still be stephaniehendrick.com.
0: Okay, stephaniehendrick.com. But I just think that I was thinking about my daughter's stepdaughter mm-hmm. and, and 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 Sloan. Just like where they're at in their life right now. Mm-hmm. Like one's a sophomore, one's a senior. And even Trisha, you know, it's like you're never too old to kind of like figure out like do you know what you really want to be when you grow up and do are am I doing it enough to inspire my kids uh like to go do something bigger yeah they see the like the the money or whatever and you Mm -hmm. know the trips and stuff like that but do they see necessarily like I don't know the hard work I don't know man it's it's something to really think about I think everybody should think about it but I really think it's cool to, the, from a dad with daughters, this is just a thing, right? Dads and daughters, right? right. I really, it's I an love emotional it. pull, it is, isn't it? It is, and and obviously my son, he's in college too, and I think about him as well. But I look at the the, the little girl, I still look at them like little girls, like mm-hmm. you know, and and I go, man, like what do you want to do? Like what are, and how can I help you get there? And Am I doing everything right? Because we're not obviously doing everything right. Um, but the fact that you've taken the leap to just kind of like say, screw this, like I'm, I'm doing it. Like I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And like everybody's going to watch and see. And, yeah. And it's, it's super cool and it's inspiring. So I'm, I'm very happy. Sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, you know, to have you here, the, that we got to do this. Yeah. And, and I, I hope, that, and, you know, hope that everybody goes online and, and orders the book. Contact Stephanie if you want to talk to her. Um, I think it's going to – she's got a really – got to read the book because there's a lot of really cool things in there, but she's so smart and driven and <laughs> knows what the hell she's doing. And last thing – Another cactus cobra. This
1: is true. This is true. <laughs>
0: this is not even on purpose, by the way. Uh, no, but no. Yeah, you know, but she was much much younger than we were. Um, <laughs> but again, thank you so much for coming on here. And, and I'm so happy for you and Brandon and the kids. And I think this is going to be huge. And once this pandemic stops, mm-hmm. which I think, I feel like it's coming closer to an end here. Yeah, there's a light in the There's going to be, gonna be more and you know, you're know, you going to have way more opportunities and then hopefully this inspires me to do what I wanted to do as well and, and, and finally dive into this thing. Again, the reason why I didn't, because I was trying to delegate most. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys write this for me? I'll Go, just yeah. talk. Um, but, no, very happy. So, again, Stephanie Hendrick, meant for more. Um, Rapid fire. And we have some rapid-fire questions. You
1: didn't, you didn't warn me about this. That's
0: the whole point. I know.
2: Oh, my I, God. I don't no. think there's anything for you to worry about. Okay. Yeah, so
0: Trish is going to do the rapid-fire questions for her. This is the fun part. Okay. Not that the other part wasn't. Sorry, go for it.
2: So actually, just because you mentioned that you're a cactus cobra, uh, your first question is high school, awesome or terrible? Oh, awesome. Oh, I lived the high school life in every way. <laughs> Loved it. What were you into?
1: I played soccer, softball. I was at every football game. Super big social butterfly.
0: Not surprised. Back
1: in the day. <laughs> Can you, it, you tell I'm an extrovert? Does that happen anymore?
0: Who didn't go to? I went to every Cactus High School football game since I was like four, <laughs> yeah. by the way, every Friday. Does that happen? I feel like we lived in Mayberry, though. It, it's it, no longer that way anymore. That's right. true. It's so fun.
2: Okay, so this one's kind of meta. Um, which author, mentor, or book has been influential in your life?
1: Mm. I'm like, which one? I'll say the one that kicked my ass the most and, and really helped get me going was Rachel Hollis. Girl, wash your face. Love her. And I, I know that people will say that that book is, Oh, but it, you know, it's so popular. It's gained so much momentum. that They almost want to push it to the side and not give it the credibility it deserves. But that one was huge for me.
2: Yeah. She's got a lot of haters.
1: She does. But you know what? That's going to happen to me too. Right. You know, you, the more successful you are, you're mm. going to invite that in and who
2: cares? At least people are paying attention. That's right. right. Why,
0: why don't people like her? I thought she was like the biggest thing going. Jealousy? I, yeah. Oh, same reason why people don't like people that, that, that sing pop music because it's popular. Uh, right. Exactly. Is that cool? Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's True. awesome. Mm. Right. She's awesome.
2: Okay. Um, if a movie was made of your life, who would play you?
1: Who would play me?
2: Oh, well, I know what people
1: would say. They'd say Meghan Markle. I get that totally. because of the freckles. Yeah. Yes, I get that. And the brown and hair.
2: And, and hey, congratulations. <laughs> I know. I'm like, the I'm not gorgeous. just picking her because <laughs> yeah. she was a
1: princess. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. So true story about her though. Before, before her days with, with Prince Harry, um, she was on a show called suits, suits. and I I loved, loved that, show. that show. Oh my gosh. So I, I fell in love with her as an actress on yeah. that show.
0: Great show.
2: Okay. Um,
1: what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? first thing, well, coffee, nothing in this world happens without coffee. Okay. So after your coffee, after the coffee, I like to dive into reading. So personal development books, I'll spend maybe half an hour reading that just sets my mindset and gets me on the right path because sometimes you wake up and you just feel like crap. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that gets my brain going the right way. And then I'll dive into a small project before any tiny humans are awake.
2: Yeah, it's. it's
0: you uh, get up early. Yeah. I'm an early bird. I, yes.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well,
2: that's it for your rapid fire question. Oh, that was kind of easy. Okay. Yeah. I what threw about. You, uh, I threw
1: you some softballs.
0: I yeah. like yeah. it. Okay. What's one more fun one, though? Okay. Okay. Do you like the. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what's oh. your favorite movie?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: You're like, I'm too smart to watch movies No, I, I love <laughs> movies, but I'm like,
1: I, okay, I'm one of those people that cannot recite lines or if you recite oh, yeah, a line yeah. and then you start laughing with a bunch of other people, I'm like, what movie is that from? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm just not a,
2: one of those. Right. Okay, how, how, here's a good one. Um, what's the best thing that happened to you this month?
1: This month, February. Ooh. Okay.
2: Here's go back 30 days. No,
1: I'll, I'll give you one from this week actually, because I was, I, you got to celebrate the wins, right? We, that's another, um, that's another bone reference actually. Give me your five
0: best wins. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: uh, a win this week, I was asked by one of the corporations I just booked to speak at. They wanted me to come off my speaking fee, um, by $500. Right. I was like, So I'm just kind of entertaining the idea with them. I'm talking them through. Ten minutes later, I had agreed to come off $500 by them securing me for their fall conference at full speaking fee plus travel as well. So I had more than doubled the contract, even though they called trying to save money. That is a huge win. When I say I know psychology of sales and I have a keynote, I'm not kidding. I know how to do it. Good
0: job. Uh, I have one more, too. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your favorite word?
1: My favorite word. Oh, I wish you gave me a heads up on these. Okay. Sorry. I know my favorite word. I. Ooh. Can I give a phrase? Sure. I'm going to give a phrase. I don't know why. It's just all that's gone blank right now. I haven't eaten today. Uh, <laughs> grit and grace because I, I won't go one direction without the other.
0: That's good. I see that by the way. That makes sense. Um, all right. Well, thank you. That was the rapid fire. So we should have probably done that before I was trying to wrap up. But um, again, thank you, Trisha, for being over here and helping out with everything that you do, because this would not happen without her. And thank you to Trey for actually driving from L.A. <laughs> He's recently moved to L.A., oh. uh, but we're going to get him back here. We are because cause... Trey's actually
1: going to record the audible on my book. Yeah. So and I there's didn't...
0: no work in L.A. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> you need to be here, buddy. Yeah. So thanks again for helping there, Trey. Thanks again to VIP Mortgage uh, for ha- letting us use the space. Escrow and Zunami, if you haven't heard of them, please reach out. Um, again, I hate to say this again, but I'm going to. Women. One
2: of the best. Oh, I going to say it's one of the best podcasts. Oh, it is. Episodes. Well,
0: <laughs> it is. It's very good. But please, I think that like. Go buy these for for men, women. Go buy these for your family. Go buy these for your kids. Go buy them for your your spouses or whatever it is, whoever it is you think needs it. Because, uh, like she said, she wasn't for guys, and I read it, and I thought it was really impactful. So, Trisha?
2: Also, if you want to tiptoe toward the book and kind of check you out first, Mm -hmm. your blog is – Freaking amazing! Like I was, <laughs> I, I started doing my due diligence just because you were going to come on the show, and I like hours later, I had devoured every single blog post and was just so excited to get you on. I I think I emailed you. I like, you did. You told I was me you read so them. Inspired, that I was just like, yeah, this is the type of woman that I want. I don't, know, in my life. I don't hold you back. I don't
1: hold back in the book or on the blog. I share the shit show that right. is my life. I yeah. share the messy middle of yeah. oh, what and, it takes to and get your there. Social media is awesome. So well, I thank
2: think you. Now that I've met you in person, you're, you're very true to what you write. I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: She made, she watched one of your, your videos that you did in your car, um, about like, I think to go get the book. I can't remember he, what it
2: was. Oh, that whole, like what you were talking about earlier. And she
0: whole, made me like, she's like, you need to do this. I was like, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. When your life like, is so busy though, <laughs> you have do. these
1: teeny tiny little moments where yeah. you're like, if I don't do this and I just don't do messy action, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you need so. to coach him to get there. It wasn't the messy oh.
0: action as much as like, I'm just super insecure about it. Like I don't like filming myself. Like I'm not good at it. I, I know I need to maybe, but I probably won't. We're working
1: on it. <laughs> we're going to keep
0: working on okay. this. Right. We're going to keep and working. And you never
1: know it. I know, I I know. It does surprise me, actually.
0: Here I am, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Real talk. more vulnerable than we all thought. Uh, Anyways, all right, everybody. Thank you so much, and uh, see you next time. Real Talk is brought to you by Zunami. We all know that we should be doing more videos than we are doing, and one of the hesitations for myself is that I don't feel like I do a very good job filming them. Um, I get nervous about the way they're going to look, and I'm pretty sure that most people, people feel the same way as I do. So Zunami is a product that will allow you to film your own videos. And you can send those videos via, uh, via the app that you can download on, on the App Store. And they will make the video look professional because it is done by a professional editing team. So you want a header, you want a footer, you want to just look better in general. Um, and for the cost, it's it's unbelievably inexpensive. So if you're looking for video help, this is the best way to go about doing it, um, especially if you want to film videos on your phone like we all should. So it's Zunami with an X, and that's it.